Pylon listeners, we are back. It is nearing the end of March, which means April and spring, and the NFL draft are right around the corner. We're going to be covering it all here on the Pylon this month. So what we're going to be doing on this podcast today is doing a mock draft. But before we get into all that, let's introduce the rest of the Pylon crew. So I'm Big Z, representing the Detroit Lions. Let's go around with the rest. We got Kinger, representing the Packers. Boys, as always, good to be back. Remy, representing the Vikings. Skull to the bull, purple rain and control, baby, go Vikes. <laughs> Remy's feeling good. And then last but not least, we got Barney representing the Bears. We got a first year or first round pick this year. It's a little bit different from previous. Let's go, Bear hey, Down. Hey. What do you know? That, yeah, it's a strange. How many years has it been, Barney? Three? Uh, I think just two. Two straight. Oh, years. okay. All right. So, yeah, you got something to look forward to now on draft night for change. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the first round. It's kind of fun. Now I'll be blacking out with purpose. Although before I was just, you know, getting shit faced on a Thursday night with no consequences. <laughs> I have a buddy that, um, so for the, he has an annual draft party and what they do is they all try to predict the draft order before they, the, every pick, they try to pick who's going to be picked. And if they get it wrong, they take a shot of Jameson and they do that for <laughs> all the way down to 32. They get alcohol poisoning. Oh Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen like videos and stuff the other night. Yeah, they 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 get a lot wrong. I'll say that much. That, that kind of sounds pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, oh, it's a great idea uh, for sure. <laughs> I don't know if he's listening or not, but regardless, uh, as I said on the top, we're gonna be doing our first mock draft, and we're not gonna be doing. Uh, we didn't do this uh, like together, like we will be doing for our final one. We're just kind of projecting where we'll pick. On the fir- who will pick in the first, second, and third rounds. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, this is kind of just a f- early projection, if you will. So we're going to be doing an exact draft order, uh, So, but just for the NFC North, of course. Um, and you guys ready to get into it? Let's get All it. All right, let's do it. So the Detroit Lions, per usual, uh, have the earliest pick out of any team in the NFC North, <laughs> uh, unfortunately. And they have the number seven one this year. And it's so before I even get into that, just really quick, it's so frustrating to see how much in return that the Dolphins just got for the third overall pick. When last year, all the Lions fans wanted the Lions to do was trade at number three pick, and they couldn't apparently trade out of it. And now this year, uh, the Dolphins get two firsts and like a, a, a third, I think, out of it. Just frustrating to see. Uh, we were one year too late to get in that number three pick. And if the Lions don't, uh, don't beat the Falcons on the last play of the game, or if Mitch Trubisky doesn't fumble against the Lions, then the Lions are easily at that number three spot instead. Uh, so it's a little frustrating to see that all come to fruition. Uh, nonetheless, the Lions are picking at seven, and they're going to have a lot of choices. Uh, first of all, before I even make my selection, just what do you guys think is going to happen at the top of this draft? Is there going to be four quarterbacks taken? How many quarterbacks do we think? And Tre- Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, those are the, the you know the big names at one and two, and then it, that's where it gets interesting at three with San Francisco trading up, most likely for a quarterback. So, do we think four quarterbacks go? That because that might uh, you know that, that's going to affect what the Lions do at seven. Are, are you saying four quarterbacks before your pick at seven? Correct. Yeah. Uh, uh that's that's certainly a possibility. Um, I, I I don't know. There'd have to be another trade to get up there, right? Yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about 
what if Mac Jones goes at three? Like a lot of the rumors are out there right now saying that San Francisco really likes Mac Jones at three. First of all, do we believe him? I don't know if I believe that. I don't know if I believe that either. I don't either. think I believe that either. I, I, I could kind of see him fitting in their offense, but, uh, you know, a guy like that doesn't make the incorrect throw. Uh, they just need, like, the problem with the 49ers last year is they overturning a lot of plays. Anyways, I think a lot of I think four quarterbacks are going to go in the first seven picks in this draft, um, and that's going to leave a lot of talent on the board for the Lions. But I I, I think they're going to go with Kyle Pitts uh, at number seven. This guy, what what a beast! Uh, ran a four 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 forty. Actually, today as we re- record this, uh, jump, jumping out of the gym, his measurables. He has the widest wingspan in twenty years. Um, He's not a great blocker, but man, is he a beast? Just go watch his film. Uh, the guy is an absolute tank, and if you put him and T.J. Hawkinson um, on the line together in double tight end sets, uh, and I mean Jared Goff was effective using his tight ends in L.A., uh, so I, I really like that combination. And I that guy is the highest ceiling of anybody we can pick besides maybe Jamar Chase, but I think Jamar Chase will be gone at that point. Uh, so I'm gonna go with. I'm going with Kyle Pitts here at number seven. Uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. There's a lot that can happen before that. There's also I was I was hesitating with saying that the Lions will trade back, but in the spirit of this, I will keep them with Kyle Pitts at seven. I yeah, think that but, uh, yeah. I was just gonna I was gonna personally say real quick. I mean, the oh, Lions are are so much in rebuild mode that. You know, you got to take the best player available in it. Even after Pitts is pro day today and some of the numbers he put up, if he's available, I absolutely think Detroit's got to make a move on that. Definitely. Remy. So, okay, if you guys take Pitts, I mean, we know that he is listed as a tight end, but he can play any position on the field. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, with that, do you do you guys maybe – go after another receiver whether it's via trade whether it's via free agency what what, what's kind of the lions you know what would you like to see as another threat well i mean the lions have signed a lot of one-year deals this year with perryman tyrell williams uh i cannot remember the third name right now off the top of my head apologies uh but they they've gotten a lot of speed this offseason on very short-term deals uh so they, they're going to build their wide receiver room through the draft. I, I would expect a second wide receiver at some point in this draft, probably later. Uh, but it, Kyle Pitts, you're drafting him with the expectation, like you're saying. He's not just going to be playing. It, it, he's tight end and like name only. Uh, this this guy is uh, going to be placed all over the field. He's going to be a matchup nightmare. He His measurables are like a wide receiver. Uh, so And he was used at Florida pretty much like a wide receiver as well. So I, I would fully expect him to be considered like wide receiver one really in this new offense that they're going to be building and then get a guy later in the draft. I don't know who that is, uh, but let's move on now to uh, the next pick uh, in the order. And that's you, Remy, Minnesota. They got a first round pick at 14. Who's going to be in that range that is, there? That is I. And, you know, it just came out today that Mike Zimmer expressed some frustration last year as he should have with his defense but he feels rejuvenated after these free agent signings with, with with Woods at safety, and you bring in Mackenzie Alexander, who's who got drafted by the Vikings, did a one-year stint with the Bengals. You got cornerback depth. You got defensive tackle depth. Daniil Hunter coming back. Michael Pierce coming back. 
he has come out today and said that they are in a position to take the best player available. Now, whether they stick to their guns and do that, I think the most obvious position we need to draft is an offensive lineman. And two comes to mind. And the first, my number one pick is Rashawn Slater, uh, the tackle out of Northwestern. Mm -hmm. Dude's a beast. I've seen a couple mock drafts where he might go number two to the Jets, which I think is completely what? crazy. No. But I've, 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 I've seen it. I've, it's out there. I've, it's out there. <laughs> okay. Somebody thinks that highly of it, which is, I was like, no way. Because I've literally, that's the only place that I've seen it. So I, I do think Minnesota goes tackle. And if it's not Slater, it could be that Christian, what is it, Darisau? Darisau yep. guy? Uh, so I'm out of Virginia Tech 6'5". Um, you got to have help on the offensive line there. Assuming somebody doesn't fall like in like uh, a quarterback or, you know, I don't know if they switch things up and draft Mac Jones and have him sit for a year or two behind Cousins. And, you know, because Cousins has a hefty, hefty 2022 hit. And it's just, it's it's very unpredictable at this point. You always see guys who you think are going to be drafted in the top five slip. So I think the most logical pick would be one of those two tackles. This is a really strong offensive line uh, draft here at the top, at least, Remy. I think there's a lot of options yep. for the Vikings. Yep, I agree. Because um, you also got... Uh, Vera Tucker out of USC. Uh, so I mean, there there's a lot of late ones too, like in the second round. I and I, you don't have a second round pick though, so you got to really no nail second. the first one. And I have seen Vera Tucker too, also sit there at fourteen. Um, and also thing to keep an eye on is if we trade up number nine with the Broncos and drafts, uh, what is it, Penny Sewell? That's been a popular trade mm. scenario if we go that route. That guy is Rick a beast. That he's a very and he doesn't turn yes, twenty one till October, so he'll be yep. twenty when the season starts. That's pretty wild. Really and, young guy, and and Mike Zimmer really isn't known trading up, so uh, we'll we'll see how it plays out. We don't know if if what kind of smoke Zim is blowing, but I, I'm I'm anxious, man. It, you really can't go wrong at this pick, you know. After addressing all these free agencies, can you remind us why uh, the Vikings don't have a second round pick? Uh, it was the uh, Yannick and Gakwe trade. I know, I know. I just wanted you to remind oh, us. <laughs> Damn you! Hey, he didn't. He didn't make the Pro Bowl, which would have screwed us even more. So yeah, the, they had that whole campaign, right? The listeners, uh, to or devote them into the Pro Bowl, right? Didn't, weren't you trying? Oh, to? Packer, Packer, Bear fans, Jacksonville fans, yeah, 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 that's Raven right. fan, everybody. What? What? You can't. You, <laughs> no, it, it didn't work. We, we're sitting at 14, nice and beautiful. It's going to be music to my ears unless we draft a no-name who's not on any of these drafts, and I'm throwing my phone at the wall, and here we go again. But, no, I got I got high hopes for Minnesota here to at 14. Kinger Barney, do you guys think uh, Minnesota trades back uh, that first round like they did last year, right? Then they trade back with the 49ers? Yeah, we traded back and ended up getting Jeff Gladney um, – because we we got our guy Jefferson, thank God, and then traded back, and Spielman knew there was going to be a corner there, so uh, we got our guys. Yeah, I mean, do do you guys, uh, King or Barney, think they trade back? Because uh, no second round picks, kind of a killer. That's a long way. Yeah, I mean, it's a possibility. I think uh, 
I think if Rashawn Slater is at uh, at their pick, though, uh, that's that's a clear clear choice there. Um, that'd be hard to hard to skip on. Uh, but yeah. I I but hey, anything can happen. Uh, Remy touched on it. He said, you know, there's it's a great spot to be in. There's going to be a lot of quarterbacks taken in the front of the draft. Uh, a lot of just a lot of talent in the front. Uh, you know, it, it, it it's not even top heavy. I mean, there's just a lot of talent to go around. So. Uh, I, I don't see him trading back if that guy's there, but it's possible. I mean, even so, I've seen you. We might not know Jalen Waddle or Devonta Smith could possibly still be there for whatever. There's always those studs that are somehow fall. You know what I mean? And with that, with that best pick available, it would be impossible to pass on him to pair with Jefferson. You know, Thielen's turning. I think thirty or thirty-one. It would that, that that's a dream scenario. Will it happen? Probably not, but you never know. See that personally for me, Remy, that's not a move I see the Vikings making because there's still so many holes on that offensive line, right? That's still a major issue that needs to be addressed. And if you could get some value by trading back for a team that is looking for a dynamic receiver, you probably could get some decent value in being in that position. But I agree with your overall assessment. Uh, for the most part, and and kind of the, some of the things you said earlier, for sure. And just be, before we move on to the next pick, I forgot to mention for the Lions, uh, just some possible trade candidates. A lot of the big ones thrown out there. Well, San Francisco wasn't there, and now they're not, obviously. Um, but watch out for New England, and watch out for Denver, two quarterback needy teams to move up to number seven. If a guy like Justin Fields or something falls there, I definitely could see that happening, uh, especially with. The, the quarterbacks in this draft but l- let's move on now and Barney like we mentioned the Bears got a first round picks pretty exciting stuff for you so who's going to be the first round draft pick for the Bears for the first time in three years um <laughs> uh, well you know when I look at our needs uh QB is you know a, a huge priority <laughs> our offensive line is is a huge priority uh and then you get into our next tier probably being wide receiver and cornerback um, you know, and the fact that Pace did absolutely nothing to address the offensive line and free agency, uh, I would hope that he attacks the offensive line well in the draft here. Uh, one thing that's good is that this is a very deep draft, just like last year uh, in offensive line talent. I thought last year there was a lot of good guys that, you know, like Jones that went in a, a second round that was clearly a first round talent. And I think that's going to happen again here. Uh, but you know, when I, as I go down the list for, you know, the only quarterbacks that might, might fall down to 20 would be a Mac Jones or a Trey Lance. I don't see them making it down there. Uh, so I'm not really going to focus on that. Uh, as far as wide receiver goes, honestly, at number 20, if your name's not Chase Smith or Waddle, I'm not even interested. Uh, I know a lot of people are high on Bateman from, uh, Minnesota. I'm not as high as most people are, but uh, that's definitely not a, a selection I would make at 20. Uh, and then cornerback, you know, you got Patrick Sertain, which again, this is a really, this is this is where like the, the crazy shit happens, uh, you know, in the draft where you just can't, for the life, you understand why somebody's falling. Uh, but there's Patrick Sertain, there's Caleb Farley who might fall. He's He was a stud from uh, Virginia Tech. Uh, that has really good size, um, but he sat out this last year, so 
Uh, he might come down. And even Jace Horn, who I'm really high on from South Carolina, I think he's a really good candidate at cornerback. Uh, but as far as tackles concerned, at 20, I'm I'm very comfortable with two names. Uh, they were mentioned earlier, Christian Derrishaw from Virginia Tech and Elijah Vera Tucker from USC. I think both of them are a drastic improvement on our line. I'd be happy with either. However, uh, you know, what I would really, really like is to try to find a trade candidate here, uh, to move back later in the first round. Last year, there were three different trades in the 20s. New England jumped up. Uh, I'm sorry, New England traded back from 23 with the Chargers so that the Chargers can take uh, Kenneth Murray. Uh, Minnesota traded back with uh, San Fran for Brandon Ayuk. And Miami traded back with Green Bay for Jordan Love. Uh, this is one where I think that if we were able to trade back, you know, four or five different spots, I'm looking at somebody like the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Cleveland Browns who have plenty of picks. I'd really like to try to do that. Uh, but for the sake of time um, and and whatnot, I will just choose an offensive tackle, and I'm going with what I think is the best one uh, available, and that's Christian Derrishaw out of uh, Virginia Tech. You think you think he's going to fall that far? Uh, well, I don't know if it's technically falling. I mean, he'll be the third offensive tackle. Uh, there's four quarterbacks, probably five quarterbacks going in front of him. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of talent. So I think he's right around, you know, 17 to 24 range, uh, you know, where you would slot him. So, you know, he's not really falling by any means. But, uh, you know, if he's not there, I wouldn't mind Vera Tucker. But, you know, again, like I'd love to trade back a couple picks because I, I don't think there's much of a drop off after those guys for, you know, somebody like, you know, Liam Eichenberg or, uh, you know, some of the other guys like uh, Jalen Mayfield. Uh, there's a lot of talent that you can get. And I think the trade back is probably the best scenario. Uh, but, you know, for sure. All right. Let's move on now to the Green Bay Packers. Uh, what they have the uh, third, tw sorry, 29th pick in the first round. So picking late, uh, like they have been the past few years. Jordan Love is not there for them to pick. Uh, so I don't know what quarterback, what quarterback they're gonna go with this time, Kinger. <laughs> Very funny joke there, Big Z. I think I'm pretty <laughs> confident we're gonna shy away from the quarterback position this year. Uh, so what, what are you gonna go with, man? Wide receiver? What, what are you feeling? You know, again, wide receiver is a need, but. I don't think that at that position, it, Green Bay is going to, uh, you know, take a risk on maybe one of those late first round, second round receivers at that point. I think there are other needs specifically still on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I'm really looking at the defensive tackle cornerback position. I think it's really going to determine, you know, how and, you know, who takes some of these corners ahead of uh, them at 29. I think ideally if they could get a couple of those guys to fall, maybe, um, you know, like I said, it might be very hopeful to say a JC Horn or a Patrick Sertain is going to fall that far back, but you never know. Um, I'm seeing a lot of projections for Greg Newsom out of North, uh, Northwestern, I love, which Greg Newsom's awesome. I'm a big Greg Newsom proponent as well. Um, or fan as well. I think he's got all the physical skills, ball skills to be a very successful corner in the NFL. Obviously his draft stock has been rising after his play the last two years, even dealing with some of the injuries in the last year. Um, I would not be opposed to taking him at 29. If that was something that was available, 
But I do believe that, um, you know, it's a guy that I mentioned previously, a guy who's an absolute physical specimen, somebody who really finished the back half of the year for the Alabama Crimson Tide very strong, and that's Christian Barmore. If he's there at 29, I could potentially see Green Bay making a move there, right? Switching to that 4-3 this year, um, it's already been said that that's going to kind of be a transition. Putting a guy like him, um, you know, like I already said, an athletic physical specimen that has the ability to, to pass rush the quarterback. He's a big body there in the middle. Um, we need somebody like that alongside Kenny Clark, at least somebody who's been more consistent. Um, Kingsley Kiki, Dean Lowry, and Tyler Lancaster, uh, specifically Kiki, has shown flashes of being um, a quality defensive player in the NFL. But overall, you know, he's really not been elite and really right. been at the level that we'd hoped that he would turn out to. Granted, he was a little bit of a later round draft pick. Um, so if we could get a guy that really finished the season as strong as he did, um, I mean, I think Barmore had five sacks in the playoffs. I, I believe that's his number. Um, he had, no, he had eight sacks on the whole season last year, and it started a little bit shaky. Um, so he's a guy that I would love to bring in at, at 29 and uh, really help solidify that run defense, give us another big playmaker there, um, and then maybe try and stir up some of that cornerback wide receiver position a little later in the draft. Tackle's still an option as well. Um, but that's again going to kind of determine uh, how the rest of the of the board falls and who ends up going ahead of Green Bay. Christian Barmore, man, I, I mean he he stepped up against good teams this year, but can he do that for seven? Now it's a seventeen game schedule, which is crazy. So, uh, uh, the, when I heard uh, there's a seventeen game like being confirmed, I just that's another un, great unhealthy weekend for me. By the way, uh, I don't know about you guys, but, but I'll take it. Sit around on the couch watching football. It's great and not great from a potty, but um, yeah, he is known for a high ceiling uh, kinger, but also a he can disappear at times if he's not trying. So it'll be interesting to see uh, his you know career, I guess. Definitely, and that's what I think. I think there's definitely a realistic chance of him being there at 29. You know, we talked a little earlier; he could go in the early to mid 20s, but. I think that that could be, uh, you know, definitely a guy that realistically Green Bay could target there. Um, and, you know, that's if, if it were me and you have a player on the board like that, if you're not going to get one of your top two or three cornerback players at 29, uh, I'd like to see us do that because there is some depth at corner and there's also some depth at tackle as well as some good mid-level wide receivers, which are the other positions that, you know, Green Bay needs and will eventually address in the draft. Definitely. I, I, I actually thought – you were going to say Zayvon Collins or a linebacker. I'm surprised I didn't hear many uh, linebacker names thrown out right there because this seems to be kind of like uh, where a lot of these, like the Notre uh, Notre Dame guy, uh, I can't remember. He has a weird name. Uh, he's Je- kind of Jeremiah. Owusu. No, he's Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> no, he's another guy I love. And I also saw Micah Parsons is another name, but I really like. No, not this, not this low. I Again, that's I saw that from the Green Bay today, right? Which, again, I agree with you 100% on that, Big Z. The only reason he would fall that low is if his off-the-field stuff is really a problem. I Again, I agree with that statement. But I really like our young uh, linebacker duo when healthy in Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin. I think those guys really do have a lot of potential if they're both healthy on the field. Uh, another year under their belt to improve. I it, it's a need for Green Bay, but I wouldn't put it at the top of my list if I'm the GM. If I'm Goody, Barney, what are you laughing about over there? I, no, just uh, you know, <laughs> there is a lot of or you know reports that that he's kind of like uh, that really good uh, 
linebacker out of Alabama a couple years ago, Foster. I can't remember his first name. Oh, Ruben Foster. Ruben, yeah. yeah. Ruben Foster. It's an animal on, on the field, but uh, you know that you know, some people could fall and you never know. And that would be a huge pickup late in the draft. Oh yeah. That four three five speed, uh, from the linebacker position at two forty nine, I believe he weighs. So that's I mean, that's incredible stuff. <laughs> Um, yeah, it'll be really fascinating to see what happens, uh, you know, this part of the draft because then the Lions are up um, again early in the second round. Um, they had the 41st overall pick. So, man, they can go a lot of ways, and maybe this depends on what happens in the first round. But I I have two players I think they might go with. I, I think that Zayvon Collins might be there. I, he might not be. He hasn't had his pro day yet as we record this, uh, so it'll be interesting Baron Browning, a linebacker out of Ohio State, I think is an interesting name to watch. I think he had a really good pro day today. His name might be on the rise. But I also could see the Lions targeting a running back here as well. I know they just signed um, Williams from the Packers uh, for two years. They have Swift, but they need a complimentary guy. They need to be deep at that position. Uh, so two names I think are possible here. Najee Harris, I I, I think ATN is going to be the first one off the board. Um, that seems to be what a lot of people are thinking. Uh, but watch out for Javante Williams out of North Carolina. This guy's a beast. 220. Uh, he's 5'10", but I, I think he'd be a really complimentary pound and uh, ground uh, running back to DeAndre Swift and Williams. So my, my pick is uh, going to be Javante Williams uh, from North Carolina. Uh, but, I mean, the Lions could go multiple ways here. If, if they go <laughs> – Party's just shaking in agreement, just trying to throw me off. That's but, why I'm laughing. <laughs> oh man, but you know, there is a lot of ways they could go. So you know, you could shake your head, but that's the way it is. Hey, you know, Williams he excelled really well in a uh, in a running back by committee. You know, last year. Uh, so it's uh, you're. I think you're onto something here. Yeah. Uh, so it it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. Uh, but so I yeah Javante Williams that's my second round pick yeah uh, Remy what do you got so have, what is Detroit what are they doing with Swift is Swift like the clear cut because yes now now you're gonna enter the realm of when the Vikings got rid of Peterson and you had Jarek McKinnon and I think it was like Matt Asiata maybe or something. Are you DeAndre Swift to Adrian Peterson in his prime? If so, no, uh, I'm, I'm, thank I'm, you. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying now you guys have to kind of deal with the running back by committee and there's no really standout name. Would and correct? I mean, our, we all there's no standout what, name on our roster. Is that what you're saying? As running back, as running back. I think I mean, DeAndre Swift, Swift is the clear-cut number one running back on our team. I hope so because, I mean, I root for your Lions all the time. I might not get the love back from you, but <laughs> I I root for it, and I love Swift, and it's I, I just too. I don't think I've seen enough of Swift to really be like that's the guy. Well, as long as you know he holds I mean? onto the ball, he's the guy. If he if he continues right. his fumbling problems, and uh, you know, he had a few big drops last year. So does it make sense for Detroit to draft maybe Najee Harris and come in and compete for that number one? Because if he's I there, mean, I know yeah. you saw him. You saw him in the playoffs. What that man can do. I mean, these guys are going to compete to be the number one. That that's never going to stop, especially at the running position, running back position. Uh, it's a never changing position in the NFL. 
like it's almost like a plug and play position these days. But um, I mean, you're asking me right now who I think the number one running back is, and it's going to be DeAndre Swift. I don't think there's much doubt in that. Um, but if they were to draft a guy in early second round, that's definitely a guy that can threaten to take time away from Swift. But and that would refresh be my memory. How speculative? How long is Goff's contract? So, I mean, it it it's technically like for four years, I believe. But a lot of that money is tied up the next two years, and they just um, did that thing like a lot of these NFL teams are doing, where they um, ate they took twenty million dollars off his salary cap number this year and expanding it out the next four years. So he'll they added five million dollars. They gave him a signing bonus of twenty million dollars and spreading that out over the next four years. So five million, five million, five million, five million against the cap uh, going forward. So I think he's fourteen million against the cap this year, and then next year is like twenty two, and the year after that. Uh, so they. That's why they got a few extra picks from the Rams uh, when they made that trade because of Jared Goff's contract. So I, I think Jared Goff is at least a starter for the next two years. That is what so I. So no expect. quarterback taken, and this. That's why. That's why I don't think the Lions are. Yeah, I don't think they're gonna take one. But if a guy like Justin Fields followed them, then you know, of you course, think about yeah. it. Um, Aaron Rodgers yeah. sat for two if years. Right? Uh, he was behind Brett Favre, not Jared Goff. Uh, slightly different, but if it's and butts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas, Big Z. <laughs> there you go, Remy. There you go, man. <laughs> all right, let's move on now to the next pick in the second round. That is back to Chicago. You got another pick, Barney, uh, at fifty-two. So what's Chicago going to do in the second round? They're going to turn around their whole season right here with this pick. Yeah, yeah. Um... So I, I'm I'm not paying attention to the quarterbacks here. Uh, I know a lot of people are saying it it won't be till around you know late second, uh, you know start of the third where somebody like a Kellen Mond or uh, a Davis Mills might come off the board. And to be honest, I mean to me, there's not even 20 real starting quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, and. Those two, 100%. I don't know why they're getting a lot of hype in the uh, the Chicago bubble. Yeah, Kyle Trask, too. You're right. Kyle Trask, I, I did forget to mention him, but I, I, I he doesn't move the needle for me, and uh, I, I think there's way too many holes here. Um, yeah. You know, I, I would love somebody like a Rondale Moore, but, I, I mean, he might be going in the first, you know, t- towards the end of that, and uh, – you know, so that would be you know a, a a skilled position I would really want, but that guy's probably not going to be there. Uh, you know, maybe a cornerback like Asante Samuel Jr., but he's kind of in that same realm where who knows he might go in that back half of the the first round. Uh, you know, but like I said before, the the Bears did nothing to to help the offensive line, and we have a really good running back in David Montgomery. If we could just give him a hole. And the last five games of the season, you know, we were able to uh, play around with the line and get some push there. And that's when we were being successful. So, uh, you know, what I think is Leno, this has got to be his last year. Uh, Good boy. We just took a left tackle, uh, Christian Derrishaw. You know, who knows? They might start him at right. Regardless, I'm going to go right back to the well. Uh, like I said, it's very deep in this tackle in this draft for tackle. There's guys like Dylan Randunes out of NDSU, uh, Liam Eichenberg. There's the guy uh, out of um, Wisconsin Whitewater. 
that is impressing a lot of people. There's Jalen Mayfield. I would be happy with any of those guys. But, uh, you know, for camaraderie, I'm going to go with Liam Eichenberg out of Notre Dame. Oh, you're going to the Notre Dame well, huh? Absolutely, man. <laughs> we got we got Sam Mustafer calling it down. It'll just be like 60 or what is it? 34 trucking, baby. <laughs> All right. So Barney going with what he knows in the second round. Uh, so near the end of the second round, you got Green Bay back up again at 62, Kanger. Yeah, and uh, I think this is potentially kind of similar to what Barney said. I think with you looking at these tackles, um, there's a couple guys that are probably going to end up falling because of how much depth that you've got there. Um, And I think Green Bay potentially is going to sit here and take a flyer on uh, potentially a couple guys, one or two guys I'm looking at here. Um, And, you know, just for hypothetical purposes, we're going to say they're going to, we're going to take a little bit of a move, but a guy I kind of like who is not, who was heading into uh, the past couple of years was right at the top, top three offensive tackle. That'd be Walker Little from out of Stanford. Um, he's had some injury issues over the last two years. I think he's played one game over the last two years, but he's a big physical tackle. Um, you know, was very athletic, very highly regarded, rated. Um, if he somehow falls to that late second round, even potentially trading up a few spots for him, um, it could be something I could see Green Bay at least entertaining. Um, but another guy that, you know, was very under-recruited out of high school, actually was a no-star prospect, um, Ended up, I think he originally committed to Air Force. He ended up at BYU, went on a couple-year mission trip because he is Mormon. Um, but he absolutely blew it away at the uh, pro at his pro day the other day. And that is Brady Christensen, who is an offensive tackle out of BYU. Um, really, really had some impressive numbers the other day at pro day. They project him as being able to kind of be a swing tackle in the NFL. Um, potentially eyeing him as a, a more maybe potentially suited for a right tackle. He's 6'5", 300 pounds. Um, they say that, you know, his pass blocking is, uh, you know, something that um, he's got a good anchor, but his mobility is something that is a little, I guess, questioned. But he's got, you know, his, his mobile, like I already said, um, can get to that second level in the run game, keeps his feet moving. Um, so he's a guy that's kind of quickly going up the board. Um, I could see him being a late second, early third round pick after his pro day the other day. Um, I kind of like what I'm seeing. I see that they could potentially be targeting him from Green Bay. So he's a guy we're going to go with there in the second round to try and get some depth at that offensive line position. All right. And I just want to throw out a name. Uh, I think it's just an interesting one, uh, just being a former D3 football player. But have you guys heard of Quinn Miners out of Wisconsin Whitewater? Yeah, that's the guy Barney was talking about. Oh, did you mention him? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I'm i a big fan of I I'm excited to see where he goes, though, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. He looks like a stud, didn't he? I, I don't know if he was just like, you know, the conference uh, Heisman or if he was all of D3 Heisman, but he was, you know, he was considered one of the best players in all of D3. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're talking about the draft, and that's probably why. And I was listening to a podcast recently with Daniel Jeremiah at the, you know, the former scout that still is uh, heavily involved and talks with a lot of scouts. But, anyways, uh, that he went from like, a sixth or seventh round pick to pretty much having a dominant senior bowl and moving up into the top 60 picks here. So that's pretty wild uh, turnaround for him. And he trains with like JJ Watts trainer and stuff. I thought it was a cool story. Um, all those Wisconsin connections, you know? Uh, so let's move on to the third round here. And the lions are again up. You don't worry, Remy. You'll be, you'll, you have two this round. You're coming up again, buddy. Um, 
But, man, you know, the Lions have some options here, but I think they are uh, going to address wide receiver again at this spot, actually. Tylen Wallace is the name I have out of Oklahoma mm, State. Six that was feet, my guy. That was my wow. guy, Big Z. Oh, yeah. I You know, really fast guy. The, the Lions uh, want speed in that wide receiver room. They have a lot of guys on one-year deals, so I expect them to address that spot once or twice. So, um, in my projections here, I'm going to go Tylen Wallace in the third round out of Oklahoma State. So, let's move on now to the next pick, and that belongs to Minnesota, baby. You're back. Remy, the the Vikings, come back. It's pick 79. What are they going to do? That is right. And um, I'll just go ahead and list both the uh, – should I just go ahead and list both our thirds right now? Uh, sure. Do you want to keep going in order? Yeah, no, go for it. So with in the third round with our with our first pick in the third round, um, you know we're gonna have to take the Aaron Rodgers approach at some time because Kirk, I think is gonna be coming to an end, and my guy Kellen Mond, baby, Ugh. out of Texas A and M. good grief! I I, hey, I am good. not a fan of Kellen Mond. So hey, not a good. Did you? I mean, I I saw the throws he was making. Um, you know he's got. He's got, I think he went 19 touchdowns, three picks last year. And uh, let me just check my uh, my notes here. It looked like he was MVP of the Texas Bowl and MVP of the Senior Bowl. Um, I mean, does he is he the most sexiest pick? Probably not. Will he sit behind Kirk if this happens? Definitely. Uh, I mean, who's to say he doesn't have a breakout season? Who knows when he gets his starting chance? Uh, with that being said, I guess my back's against the wall with uh, Kellen Mond, and I am. Uh, if that were to happen, I will gladly come on the podcast and talk as much shit as I possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean whether whether it's I, I think Minnesota goes QB, um, it, it's 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 bound to happen in my opinion. Um, our second pick, I I also like Jamar Johnson, the safety out of Indiana. Um, you know, with with signing Woods to get that safety i mean we don't need we just need some depth um which is what we kind of lack at the safety position next to harrison smith i think if you put anyone next to harrison smith they're gonna do pretty well because smith can pretty much do anything on the field um so yeah i i'm taking in the third round with both of our picks a quarterback kellen mond ha 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 and i'm gonna take jamar johnson the safety all right uh Yep. I mean, the the Kellen Mond thing would be fascinating to me. Uh, the, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about that. What 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 don't you like about him? What what don't you guys like about him? I just he doesn't really play good against good good opponents. Uh, from what I can recall from my uh, you know just following him and watching tape, I I I think there's something to be said about that. Uh, Bar- Barney, you were laughing too. <laughs> Do you think it, come, come on? Flat out, he, he bring just, in the laughs. Bring in the laughs. Flat out, he just he just, just does not pass my eye test. And uh, you know, I'm not saying I have an eye for every single QB at all. I'm not saying that, but like I said earlier, I there are maybe 20 good NFL quarterbacks in the league right now, uh, and I just do not see you know Kellen Mond or you know somebody like Davis Mills when I when I said it earlier as being somebody that transitions into being one of those guys. I think it's an incredibly hard position, and I just don't like Kelman. That's all I'm going to say. 
You know who also didn't pass the eye test? Adam Thielen. No. No, he's a phenomenal route runner. I love, I love route runners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) All right. Let's move on now to the next pick. Uh, Actually, this is before Minnesota's second pick, uh, but that's Chicago at 84. So, Barney, who do you got the Bears taking uh, for their third-round draft pick? Yeah, so, uh, like I said, um, you know, it was QB, lineman, wide receiver, and cornerback for my needs here. Uh, I think I would be shot if I took another lineman, uh, you know, with the first three picks. However, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it, but I'll, I'll stay away from that. Uh, one guy that I really love that I think would fit really well with our wide receiver makeup here is Amon Ra St. Brown from USC. Uh, the reason I say that is, you know, when, when you, when you build your wide receiver room, you want the perimeter, the go-to guy the guy who can box out and can have good routes, that is Allen Robinson. And we had to focus on retaining him and keeping him on the team. I get that. Uh, the second you know, guy that I'm happy about is Darnell Mooney. He is just blazing fast, uh, You know, can just take a top off a of defense. Uh, and then I think your third wide receiver has got to be, you know, it'd be great to have another num- number one, but they, they, don't, they don't grow on trees. That the third wide receiver's got to be the guy that is your savvy, your your great route runner. Uh, he can pick apart defenses. No one they're getting into uh, zone and just stop and plant their foot. Um, you know, and c- this guy reminds me a lot of Golden Tate. Uh, you know, somebody like um, uh, Randall Cobb in his in his prime when Randall Cobb was just picking the Bears apart. Uh, on our great defenses, this is a guy that I that I would be really happy with. He's just got a lot of he's got a really high IQ, um, and uh, it 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 means a lot if I'm going to be paying compliments to a Trojan. All right, because I I don't like them at all, but uh, but I like uh, Amon Ra for the third pick. All right, well there there it is, man. Uh, the the Bears really trying to overhaul that uh, offensive side of the ball for you, huh? Well, I mean. It, it, I don't think there's too many holes on defense to have to focus on. And I think our offense just being 30th in the league for the last three or four years is a good sign that we should probably invest in some future assets. <laughs> you have Andy Dalton. It's all taken care of though. So you're good. Andy Dalton's going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move on to the, the Packers. Now they have uh, their third round pickup. So Kinger. What do you got? And this is pick uh, number 93 overall. Yep. Uh, you know, most people in this position would think, you know, we're going to go on the offensive side of the ball, and we very well could. Uh, but if I'm the GM here, I'm still trying to fill some of those holes on defense. Um, a guy that's being tossed around from the offensive side of the ball is Demetric Felton, who's kind of that running back, wide receiver combo from UCLA, kind of a, a all-in-one tool um, that can be used in a variety of different ways. I could see Green Bay potentially making a move on him. But a guy that's really been rising up, and I've seen some people project he could be a second rounder, but I'm going to go ahead and for this for this draft, we're going to imagine he's still sitting here in the early 90s. Um, and that's your Tylen Wallace's fellow Oklahoma State teammate, Rodarius Williams. Um, he's actually the o- older bu- brother of Greedy Williams. Um, but he's really a guy that he's a big physical corner, um, excellent tackler, say he's great at stopping guys from getting off the line. Um, really been flying up some draft boards. His pro day is tomorrow, so we're going to wait and kind of see what his numbers come, and I think that is obviously going to 
sway where he goes in this draft. But he had a really successful last couple of years at Oklahoma State. Um, you know, they they see him being a very solid, potential to be a very solid starter in the NFL. We're still looking for that guy that could potentially replace Kevin King um, alongside Jair Alexander. And uh, you know, if he's sitting there in the early nineties, um, that's a guy that that I'd love to see us go after. Awesome, man. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, so I'm just going to uh, wrap this. The Lions do have uh, from the Goff trade the third-round compensatory pick from the Rams here. Uh, so they do also have the number 102 overall pick, which is in the third round. I'll just throw a name out there really quick. Defensive tackle I think the Lions desperately need. Uh, they, they've done some things in this offseason to address the defensive line to a degree. Um, but Michael Brockers, uh, Chris Harris, but uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Shelvin, the 350 pound defensive tackle out of LSU. Just a ru- just a guy that can clock the middle of that line. Uh, I think the line's going to be playing a lot more four three in this new regime. So just throwing out that name really quickly there. We don't need to expand on him too much. So gentlemen, uh, you know we went through the first three rounds here. Uh, this is our first. Mock draft, quote unquote. Uh, but man, it, we got a whole month ahead. We are four weeks away from the NFL draft. Our selections tonight are definitely what our teams are doing, boys. There's no doubt about it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Remy, yeah. What? 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 What do you guys say, man? Let me just go on record saying Rashad Bateman is going to prove every single one of you doubters wrong. I didn't doubt that's him. All. I like Rashad Bateman. I think that's a good pick. He 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 yeah, is not I, fast, but he's a guy that gets open. I think someone from the Windy City might have been doubting that. <laughs> I'll take him in the second. I just want to take him at number twenty. That's all. Yeah, twenty twenty is not pretty not, high. not not with our holes on the offensive line. Not with our holes on the offensive line. People like people like him a lot, uh, but he does not have that elite athleticism that you're looking for. Maybe at number twenty necessarily. He Remy. he doesn't pass the. Uh, Eye test. And we know, and yeah, Bar- Barney's great eye over there. It hey, does not pass his eye test. For say 20. what you want. Say what you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I think that's gonna uh, be a good stop to spot. Uh, stop spot to stop. Ugh. All right. So, uh, we, like I said, we got a whole month ahead. So, at the pylon on Instagram, at the pylon pod on Twitter. Please follow us on either of the platforms. We really appreciate it as we will start really ramping up material um, heading into the draft season. And please subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, and please leave a review. We'd really appreciate it. So thank you, everybody, for listening. For Barney, Remy, Kinger, I'm Big Z, and our producer, Kid J. Thank you for listening, and we will see you soon. Talking more about the draft. Bear down.